Welcome back to Soccer Crush and Rowdy October. Uh, just a reminder, we have a book club. Our next book is A Woman's Game by Suzanne Rack. Pick it up, head over to Twitter, sign up um, if you haven't already. And we haven't announced the date yet, but we promise we will. Soon. And if you are not already following us at soccer underscore crush on Twitter and Instagram, you should be. It's where all of our important news is. Crush of the week, book club info, book club sign up, thirst traps, come and hang out with us there. Let's be besties. And tell all your besties and you and your besties get together, subscribe and rate our podcast five stars and, you know, get out your tactics notebooks and come talk tactics with us and our guests today. Do it. Do it. Rapid fires? Who has a rapid fire? I think we we all do. do. We are V prepared today. (laughs) I will go first. Which... FC Cincinnati player, do you think is the best pumpkin carver? I'm going to say, I think it might be Nick Hagland. I feel like he could get down with a good pumpkin carving. That's a very Midwestern like pastime to do. I would say he's probably the most fun with it because of his kiddos. Like, I think he probably has a really good time with it and probably tortures his daughters with the guts from the inside. Cause I, I feel so. like that's my dad did that to me. I think um, just along those same lines, I think Acosta would also be a good pumpkin carver. I don't know something about them being dads. <laughs> like they probably have some practice with it. But um, yeah, I think they would both be very good at it. Pat Noonan. I wonder, oh, I is he a dad? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Hmm. I know he's a husband. Um, for now. No, I'm kidding. For now, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Noonan. Not moving on. Sorry, Mrs. Noonan. Or Mr. Noonan. Yeah, I think it's a Mrs. Noonan. I Googled it once. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. <laughs> Soccer crush baby. I was just curious. <laughs> Google it. I got to know what they look like. I'm just no. <laughs> All right. That's what's your rapid fire. Um, so I wrote my rapid fire before I saw the brilliant thread that one of you did Her about MLS teams as yeah, MLS teams it. as Halloween. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my um I saw that you both did FC Cincinnati questions, so I was like, I'm gonna also think of a Halloween themed FC Cincinnati question. And mine is what Halloween candy best represents these FCC players? And I just picked five. Okay. Costa, Vasquez, yeah, is, let's do Costa. Costa is a mini Snickers. He's tiny, but he's always reliable. He, I concur. That's a great choice. Yeah, thank you. I'm on a roll today. Okay. Yeah, Vasquez. I, oh, I think they are all a bag of Skittles because I love all Skittles. Skittles was what I thought of for Nick Hagelin because he's just like bright and happy. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. What about Kubo? Um, I feel like he is a whatchamacallit. They're good, but I forget about you a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What about any other options for Hagland? Um, he is a Hershey bar because he's just wholesome. I think he is wholesome. He, he is pretty wholesome. a classic. You know. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Agreed. And Brenner. Um. Brenner is. Ooh, this one's tough. I feel like I'm stumped. I feel like fun dip. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> just yeah, feel like fun dip. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Which yeah. FCC player do you think would be the most helpful in a corn maze? The tallest one. I'm going to say it's Roman Celitano because he's used to giving directions and I would need a lot of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, I, I mean, either of the center backs, they're so tall. Matt Miazga is very tall. Very handsome. I just wish he had different opinions and thoughts. Me too. But if he's just shutting up and taking me through the corn maze. That's fine. That would be fine. <laughs> just, okay. 
Well, shut up, be handsome, and use your tallness to get me through the corn maze. It'd be better if he went a little left. Yeah. Yeah. All left turns. <laughs> yes. Those were good Halloween FCC rapid fires. They were. I liked them. You know what else is great? What's that? Our headlines. headlines. We do have some good headlines. Yeah. I'll go first. Um, Alexia Pacheas of Barcelona Women's and Spain's national team won her second Ballon d'Or in a row. We love to see ladies succeed. Good job. Um, That's exciting. Mine's uh, Balloon Dior related as well. Sadio Mane received the inaugural Socrates Award in recognition of his charity work in Senegal. He built a public hospital, funded schools um, and families in his native, um, the home village of um, Bambali and donated to the Senegalese National Committee to help fight the COVID-19 pandemic. He's a good guy. He's a really he is. good I, guy. I'm a nice person. He is. That's you good. You can't say anything wrong about him. I mean, he plays for Liverpool. Oh. He does not play for Liverpool. Oh, yeah. He doesn't anymore. Not anymore. Sorry, Beth. Uh, he's okay. a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what I like to see people doing with their platforms. Giving back. Yeah. You know what I else you like her. to see? Um, ZR King and Jess Fishlock just announced their engagement. And so cute. Very exciting. And let's go lesbians. Let's go lesbians. Yay. They're also the cutest couple. They travel a lot together and post pictures, and I'm just a little bit obsessed. Yeah, they're very cute. They're adorable. Mm-hmm. I, I hope we get to go to the wedding. Right? Invite us. So too. If you're listening, wedding guests. We're very fun. It'd be great. I I would buy something off the registry. You know what else is fun? Our All favorite matches. Week. It's been very good. It's yeah. Been a good week. Um, I know we're all going to talk about FCC. So, yeah. I will, do we want to wait for the end and then we can just talk about that yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that'd be good. My favorite other match this week was Chelsea versus Aston Villa on Sunday. Uh, it was 2-0, and Mason Mount had a brace, and it was awesome. Who had a brace? The love of my life, Mason Mount. Mason Ariza Balaga. Yeah. Uh, there was a fantastic tweet that said, I'm going to name my first child Mason Ariza Balaga, and I said, that was written for me. <laughs> it was a good match. Love it. <laughs> well, um, I had a great sports weekend, like all of my teams won. Um, but, uh, obviously we'll talk about FCC, but Liverpool also beat Man City, uh, which was just, you know, that was just amazing. So, um, most law scored. It was great. It's a great time for everyone except for Pep Guardiola. Um, but, uh, Mr. Klopp did get uh, a red card. What happened there? Yeah. We saw that and didn't know what happened. Well, someone pulled on Mo's jersey and like dragged him to the ground. And so Klopp went to go have some words with the referee on the sideline. And maybe he was a little too enthusiastic about it. But aren't we all when it comes to Mo's safety? Yeah, Mo's safety. Yeah, Mo's safety. So he got a red card and had to leave. But he came back out after to clap with the fans. So I did see, speaking of Mo Salah and Champions League, he, his hat trick mm-hmm. in like six minutes mm-hmm. crazy yeah i know i didn't get to watch that game but um i was still working and like the little alerts just kept popping up on my phone and i was like this is i wish i was watching soccer right now <laughs> this seems amazing Honestly, i always wish i was watching soccer that's true especially when i'm working can't say mm-hmm. I've ever done that before. Never. Mm-hmm. We're responsible individuals and good employees. I enjoyed the Legion v. Indy 3-1 win, sending them into the playoffs. It was mm-hmm. nice after they lost at Indy in September when we were there. Also, the Rowdies beat the Baby Bulls, but I'm feeling mm, we'll, we'll talk about the Rowdies. And then everyone's collective favorite match. Clinchinati. You see. We did it. Um, the Red Bulls are so annoying. Sorry, Franca, but like they swapped jumping. Like every single time they were on the ground. Every time you look, they're on the ground and yelling for a card. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sorry, did the wind knock you over? Can you shut up? Can you just play? I I have a secondary observation. 
this was a playoff match. And why were there only 13 people there? Oh my gosh. Yes. There was nobody in the stands. Like that atmosphere must have just been so sad. It's because they're a sad club. Yeah, they really are. Do you know what the Red Bulls reminded me of? Do you know how in the Mighty Ducks, um, Gordon Bombay um, gets a DUI and he has to coach the Ducks? He does. And he doesn't think that they can win or be any good, so he just teaches them all to flop um, as a strategy. That's what that game felt like. It felt like flopping was their only strategy. Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. correct. And it was. Um, And have you ever heard of 12 minutes of stoppage time? I don't know where the 12 minutes of stoppage time came from, so no. That was weird. Like, I watched that match start to finish. I watched Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Where did the 12 minutes come from? That's a very arbitrary number, and I would like to speak with the officials about that. Agreed. As would Jurgen Klopp. Right. And Tom, you know what? Throw Thomas Tuchel in there, too. Yes. I I feel like they would both support us in this. Any of them just (laughs) get red carded. So what this means now is that FC Cincinnati travels to Philadelphia to Mm -hmm. take on the Union, who they've already beat once. Um, Yeah, we got it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm trying to, I told Jess that we're not allowed to make any plans of any sort. Like we just need to go with the flow because when we make plans, like looking at plane tickets, we jinxed ourselves. So no plans, no plans. See what happens. I'm going to stay up Thursday night for that match. Yeah, we are. That's impressive. Because the match is at eight. Mm -hmm. It won't be over until 10, (laughs) which is like halfway through my rim cycle. I know. I know it is. I'm very impressed that you have that level of dedication. We were up until like 1, 1 1.30 Sunday morning because we went to the drive-in. Oh, wow. And we didn't get Oh, you saw Nope. Yeah. Yeah, we did. How was it? Uh, we couldn't hear, and it was real blurry, so we'll let you know after we rent it at home. Oh, no! <laughs> what I saw, I really yeah. enjoyed. Like, Kiki Palmer's amazing, let's be honest. Yeah. But I get very distracted in movies when there's a lot of motion going on around me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want everyone to sit down, turn off your phones, and shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that obviously did not happen. No. So I'm, I want to see it again. But I did enjoy what I had seen, although it looked like a space butthole. <laughs> a space sphincter. We should just right. spoilers. Um any back to playoffs. Anybody uh, out of playoffs? Anybody lose that was surprising? Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm not happy. I was really impressed that Real Salt Lake went to up on, but it was a bummer that they had to go to penalty kicks and lost, but. Sorry, Catherine. Yeah, sorry, Catherine. The only other, I think that's the only other one I watched, but I'm sure <coughs> there's been some surprises along the way. Montreal beat Orlando. Peace out, Orlando. I mean, we don't like purple teams anyway. Galaxy beat Nashville. Got a lot of that. Trashville. Well, Bye, Trashville. We're here for the chaos. Stay tuned with your favorite soccer crush podcast, No Male Opinions, with our MLS playoff extravaganza. Can we go talk playoff tactics and what Pat Noonan needs to do to win against Billy? And he will obviously be listening. Yeah. Yes. Let's go do that. Welcome back, crushes. We just had a very riveting conversation about all of the tactics that Pat Noonan needs in order for FCC to win the MLS Cup. And no spoilies, but I think it's going to happen. Anyway, we are back and continuing Rowdy October with a very special guest. Please welcome another man called Mike. He is the dog dad to our favorite Florida dog, Bennett. And he was a surprise friend that Abby and I made when we went to St. Pete. Welcome. Hi, so excited to be here. And Bennett's here too, but you probably won't hear him. Um, that's okay. He can, Bennett's opinions are just as important. So I do have to say, we, Mike, you and I bonded pretty quickly over one player over tacos. 
And all you asked me was, well, who do you think has the thickest thighs? And I was like, <laughs> say no more. <laughs> and you were like, precisely at that moment. I was like, well, we're going to be friends. Yeah, correct. I mean, the man literally walks around with massive trees. Yeah. So that's what it is. I feel like that must be uncomfortable. Thick thighs are good for my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine trying to find like pants that fit though. That's got to be problematic. Well, he doesn't need to go to a tailor. He doesn't need to wear them. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Speaking of other things we love, how did you get into soccer? What is your soccer love story? So like a lot of people, I definitely played soccer in elementary school. Uh, Probably didn't even know which way I was trying to score. I was just, you know, focused on trying to kick the ball and be cool. Obviously, I wasn't because I stopped after fourth grade. (laughs) But it came down to a little team we call the Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, when I moved to St. Pete in 2015. I got introduced to them pretty quickly. Loved the atmosphere. Loved the, the vibe in the stadium, being on the water downtown and the first couple seasons I was here, went to a few games, and then in, I don't know, it must have been like 2017, got season tickets because I lived right across the street from the stadium, and the rest is sort of history. I've made lots of great friends through them. I've gotten involved in following like the men's national team a little bit more. I've seen a few international games, which has been awesome. Uh, it was recently in Spain. Uh, I saw Chelsea play a few years ago, so I've been to a bunch of stadiums around the world, and just kind of embraced it and soccer is just so simple to understand compared to any sport like I don't get American football like it just doesn't make sense to me the rules are weird it's confusing so soccer there's like goals and nets and it's just very straightforward so I've always enjoyed that and continue to love the sport well we are thankful that it brought you into our random circle community of of soccer friends Yes. Um, and I'm so jealous of all the soccer traveling you have done. Like, I know that you're traveling first, but like all the stuff that you've seen, especially like I, you were, I live vicariously through you when you were in Spain. <laughs> epically jealous. Um, that is yeah. not fair. Why... You get to go to Spain and come home to Bennett. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> Bennett was really disappointed he didn't get to go. He really wanted to see the Derby in Madrid. And uh, I, he said he wanted Sangria too, but he's not old enough yet. So, you know. I would sneak him a little bit. Yeah. yeah, you definitely, you definitely, <laughs> dad, would, dad would say no and he would ask you immediately. So I, I would that. not be able to tell him no, I can't do it. <laughs> Well, would you now like to tackle our rapid fires and tell us everything, spill all the secrets? Um, I'm very ready for the rapid fires. I've heard plenty of your episodes before and the questions always make me laugh and the guests answers make me laugh even more. So I'm so excited. All right, let's do this. All right. Which Tampa Bay Rowdy do you think would be fun to watch playing for FC Cincinnati? Well, I think we've already talked about this player, uh, and it's actually going to happen. Um, I think it'd be cool to see Evan Laura play for Cincinnati. Um, Now that he's over there and doing his thing, hopefully he gets to play with the MLS team soon. I think he's only been on their two team right now. So I think that would be a lot of fun to watch. We we love to watch Evan Laura. (laughs) Really, it would be a gift. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For we do respectfully watch. Yes. yes. Please bless my eyes with that. <laughs> it's a soccer crush you just don't understand and think shouldn't be a crush. And please don't say what Amy said. I don't know if Abby can handle it. Uh-oh. I'm going to have a hot take here. Okay. Anyone that's not a Tampa Bay Rowdy or former Tampa Bay Rowdy. That's I respect fair. it. That is fair. That's it. That's loyalty. It is. Can rules out a lot of my crushes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a very handsome club. Just they, you know, they've always done a really good job of picking a good-looking team. So that's I'm probably here why for they it. do so well. 
Yeah, thank you, Neil. We really appreciate it. I think it's the sun, maybe something in the water. You know, <laughs> might need All to above, for sure. the hatred of Ron DeSantis. I don't know something going on in the water. Oh. I might need to investigate. We were. Right. I don't know if they. I don't think every player, at least in recent history, has hated Ron DeSantis. So, I don't know if that's a uniting factor, but we'll we just let go. that one go. We can pretend. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. If you went to Bodega with Neil Collins, what would you order? I know what I would get for sure. I would get the Lechon Plateau. I probably said that wrong, but it's just like a plate piled with pork and rice and black beans, and it's delicious. And I could just eat all of those all day, every day. Um, and I think Neil would probably get whatever they gave him because they couldn't understand what he asked for. <laughs> That's fair. And sounds delicious. It's too nice to send it back. <laughs> <laughs> nice and Neil Collins. I'm not sure. That I hear. Maybe it's fault. only on the pitch. <laughs> what are some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts and podcasts? Uh, well, this one, obviously. Um, oh. And Abby did send the Venmo ahead of time to say that. So thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I really like the unsubs. Um, RIP, really disappointed that they're going away. They were sort of how I knew I was really into the Rowdies and into soccer when I started listening to a podcast about them. I was like, wow, okay, this is a moment. I'm having it. Uh, and then just people connected to that are a lot of fun. Matt and Dan usually are pretty entertaining on Twitter. I also, your previous Mike guest, um, I follow him for a lot of like soccer news outside of the Rowdies. I feel like he's always got really interesting takes on things and uh he's unofficially a soccer twitter account if i did like a twitter list of soccer people or something like that no he's a good one i still don't know if both of you actually exist <laughs> i haven't seen both of you next to each other before so it has happened on many occasions i can promise that but it is rare who would you trust to take a high stakes pk Leo, 100%. I think some of the the PKs he's taken this year have just been wild, and he has a really, really high success rate. So love seeing it. Unfortunately, he did miss one recently, but, you know, we'll let it slide. That's okay. Leo, which coach would you trust to dog sit Bennett? So I was going to say Neil, um, but... I don't think, again, I don't think Bennett would be able to understand it. So I, I just, I don't think Bennett would be okay with that. Um, Stuart Dobson has been around a really long time. He's a goalkeeper coach. So we know he's worked with a lot of quality players. And I think he would just really keep Bennett in line if I was gone. I think so. Who, I would give him whatever he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what everyone but me does. <laughs> It's, well, yes, it's his face. He's so it, cute. It yeah. Those ears, it's him's body tongue. Ugh. I love him. I just I know. It's it's fantastic. I'm so lucky that I get to hang out with him all the time. Is there a match that you wish you could have watched in person? This is tough because I think I wish I could be at every Rowdy's away game. Um, but that's not possible because I'm not independently wealthy or, you know, yeah, have a trust fund to pay for soccer trips or anything like that yet. But I think it would have been really cool to see the Rowdies beat Louisville in the 2020 Eastern Conference Final at Lynn Family Stadium because it was just such a high stakes game for both teams and winning at that point when you weren't totally expected to and in front of your home fans like or their home fans just would be, I think, really, really satisfying because we just don't like purple teams. No. Like, I don't, I'm not a fan. So, and you shouldn't. That would have been, no, not at all. You're the worst. If you had the power to change, add, or remove any soccer rule, what would it be? Wow. Uh, well, I'm going to keep this one safe for a podcast and say that I just don't really get offsides. I know it's there for a reason, I know that it does something. But it's just annoying. And I feel like some refs apply it a little too liberally. They're like, oh, I don't like that how that looks. Like, I guess it was offsides. So 
Not a huge fan of that. That's fair. I don't think anyone Now, is. what's the one that you want to not say? No, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll <laughs> That's a segment you can hear later if you subscribe to our Patreon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what snack do you wish Alang had available? Literally anything but what they have now. Um, <laughs> French fries would be great. I they have them occasionally if there's like a good food truck there or something but if I could just get like chicken tenders and fries in the stadium I would be such a happy camper but don't tell anyone I often get the Corrigan's kids meal chicken tenders and fries before a game um and it's perfect it's you know a few chicken tenders some barbecue sauce fries I get to have a beer with it because they don't force me to have like chocolate milk or anything uh you know you know, and I get to pretend I'm a kid at heart. So it works yeah. out for everyone involved. Oh, that's perfect. Abby and I figured out the perfect snack for matches earlier today. Do you remember what it was? I do. No, I don't. I know churros were involved. Maple I, bacon churros. Yeah, maple bacon churros. That's what I would like. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> okay. Does the bacon and the maple go in the churro? I you just stuff yeah. the churro with maple bacon. I just yeah. need maple bacon and, and churro. You dip just it a in a sauce and salty handheld. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really into that idea. It, it hits all the perfect sweet and savory points for me. Exactly. Right. Honestly, hire us to make the menus for stadiums. They really should. All stadiums. That would be, that would be incredible. That would, yeah, I, I would have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Which three soccer players do you want on your zombie apocalypse team? Oh, wow. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think definitely Forrest Lasso has to be one of them. He is like big and tall and can be kind of scary, but can also be really, really nice. So I feel like he would be a good choice. Along the same lines, uh, a Rowdy's goalkeeper from many years ago, Matt Pickens. He went over to Nashville for a little while. Uh, I think. You remember him. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to mention a terrible team. Uh, <laughs> and there was a Tifo one year for Fear the Beard because he had like a big bushy beard. So I think he could be pretty scary to some zombies. Okay. And then you said three, right? Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. pick one to sacrifice if you want. Oh, I'm getting sacrificed 100%. There's no way that, <laughs> there's no way that that's not happening. But uh, I think Juan Tejada would be the third one because he can run really fast and I think he would just confuse them. That's fair. That's perfect. I respect Good choice. Then. What is your favorite song to pump you up before a match? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I listen to this before a match. It's usually more after, but... Uh, One of my favorite songs to do karaoke to is Mr. Brightside by The Killers. So that's always just a fun, like really happy song and definitely something I would love to listen to before a match. They were trying to make that the uh, like song to play and like have the fans sing after FC Cincinnati wins for a while. But I think it only they only played it one time. And I I don't know what happened. Probably only won the one time this year. (laughs) It no, it was this the- season that they were trying to find a song that we could all sing after a win, and that was one of the ones being kicked around. That many Did they only play it once play? because there was only one win? No, we had lots of wins this wow. season. We're okay. good now. We're unbeaten in the postseason. We are. Wow. For that many white people, Midwestern people in one place, why wouldn't you just do Sweet Caroline? I was Let's just be thinking. real. <laughs> the obvious answer the Ohio Buckeyes or the Ohio State. Isn't that their thing? No, well, people would already know it then. And that would, you know. It should be party in the USA. That's right. to yeah. Columbus. <laughs> I, I have like the Red Sox claimed Sweet Caroline though, didn't they? Yeah. I have a suspicion that Forrest Lasso's favorite song to karaoke is party in the USA. I just, I don't know why, but I, I feel it and nothing can convince me otherwise. I believe <laughs> yeah smiley Um, i can totally picture that happening and it is really really funny is there a match you wish you could relive 
Oh, the Eastern Conference final last year, 100%. It was those goals. Like, I just want a, a, a shrine to Lucky at Alang. Like, he deserves so much for just pulling that one out. And everybody loves a good comeback story. Almost everybody hates Louisville. So when the Rowdies pull that off, who can be upset about it? It was just so, so fun and so incredible to be there live for that. That is a very popular answer. I mean, I wish I was there for it. That was an epic match. We did watch it in Louisville because we were there to, we were there for the NWSL championship. And we probably woke up the whole city from our hotel room. (laughs) That one just like started flipping everything off. (laughs) Yeah, I... I can't even imagine how upset they must have been after that. Like that had to be really tough for them because I'm sure it was the exact opposite of how excited we were. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> I like watching my opponents cry on the sidelines. It's a like, good I, I enjoy that. There was a Red Bulls player that was really upset after the game and I, after the playoff game over the weekend. And I was like, good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, who is your favorite person or people to watch soccer with? Uh, well, so since you all aren't in St. Pete, I think you all would be a lot of fun to watch soccer with. Uh-huh. But I would have to say, number one's definitely got to be Mitchell. He just brings such a, an insane energy to the game and everyone just loves him. My favorite is when like, little kids or people that were just at the game come up to him after and they're like, can I get a selfie with you? Like, that was so cool. They're just so excited about watching him get so pumped about the match. Um, and then Brett and Jackie also, they're like some of my best friends here in St. Pete. I have the Rowdies to thank for meeting them. Um, and we've all just really, really bonded over that. But the whole supporter section is great. We have such a good time between the the Ralph's mob and the Skyway casuals and everything. Like, it's a lot of fun to be there, but I would say those three are my favorites. Those are good choices. Mm-hmm. Which team would you relegate if you could? Ooh, uh, well, any team that wears purple, uh, but probably Orlando. I don't think they deserve to be an MLS. That's fair. I don't think they deserve to exist. Ooh. Well, yeah, I was just trying to be a little bit nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is your Harry Potter house? Uh, I'm definitely a Hufflepuff. But I also definitely lied on the quiz on Pottermore like 20 years ago and said all the things that would make me a Gryffindor. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I just owned up to the fact that, you know, I'm a little quirky and a little bit fun. So I'll stick with the Hufflepuffs. What house do you think Bennett would be in? Well, I don't think he's very brave, so I don't <laughs> think he would be a Gryffindor. Um, and he hasn't shown that he's terrible enough to be a Slytherin yet. Uh, conniving, maybe conniving enough would be the thing, because I know there might be someone on the call who's a Slytherin. Maybe a Ravenclaw? I feel like they're sort of... He's a smart boy. Yeah, yeah. He's a curious he's boy. along well with them. Yeah. Yeah. He's very curious. He just like sniffs and looks at everything, but then the weirdest things will scare him. So, well, yeah, that sounds totally Ravenclaw to me. Nailed it. Yeah. What is one player that used to be at your club that you would bring back in a second? Ooh, this is hard because I think the Rowdies have had such a like history of having at least a couple people every year that are really, really impactful. Um. I would love to see Neil Collins play as a defender again. I think it would just be so fun to have him back in the box, yelling at people, like going for a giant header. Like he was one of the players when I first started watching the team that was most entertaining to me and just a lot of fun to watch. So I I would say I'd probably bring him back. Has that been a weird adjustment watching him go from player to coach? It was weird for like, the first maybe that first season where we didn't know if he was any good or not because he was just picking up the pieces of a club that was in shambles at the time but as soon as 
we saw like the consistency and everything from him and that he was just trying new ideas and doing new stuff. It was great. Like it just, the transition completely made sense. He's so good. Yeah. Which team has the best fan base? Ooh. Well, a little biased. I would definitely say the Rowdies fans are fantastic. But if I can't pick my own club, uh, I've always had a fun time when I've gone to away matches at Charleston. I think their supporters group is super welcoming, super friendly. They always have a tailgate for us. Uh, they always like, they're just handing people beers the whole time. And one of my favorite memories was before their old stadium was torn down. They had that like pub upstairs. I don't know if any of you've ever been there, but we kicked the shit out of them. It was like a five, one, six, one kind of match. And everyone just went up there and they're like, let us show you all this cool memorabilia. Let's have some drinks. Like the team wandered in with their Chipotle catering and was just talking to everyone. Like such a good experience. So I think the battery has a really, really great fan base. That's fun to hang out with, even if we're up against them. That's some good Southern hospitality. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> now, which team has the worst fan base? Oh, Orlando, 100%. Yeah. No They're right. a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Just period. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can watch any two teams play each other at any stadium. Who's playing and where? Wow. Uh, well, I think I, I definitely have seen some pretty cool matches. I think seeing the, the Madrid Derby was a lot of fun. Um, that would definitely be a, a bucket list type match that I just happened to stumble onto more or less. But really, I would say the Rowdies versus pretty much any other team at LA. Um, any team that's going to play just a good quality game of soccer and isn't going to, you know, flop around or dive or do anything ridiculous, like maybe the most recent match that huh, happened there. Interesting. We just played a very, FC Cincinnati just played a very floppy Red Bull team in New York. Hmm. Very floppy. I think they, sh they should change the slogan of Red Bull from like Red Bull gives you wings to Red Bull makes you dive. Yeah, yeah. it really does. They're it the really worst. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to watch. Um, who is your most hated soccer team? <laughs> Uh, definitely Orlando, hundred percent. Can you say something nice about them? Um, their stadium is really nice. Okay, that's like, you did it. You said something. Yeah, it is. It's a nice building. It's better when their fans aren't in it. <laughs> <laughs> if you could pick anyone to be on a match broadcast team, who would it be? <laughs> so one of the things I always liked about the unused subs was before I met Dan I thought he had like the best radio voice ever I'm like wow this is a really pleasant podcast to listen to like these guys are funny Dan sounds like he belongs on the radio and I think if you took Dan and combined him with you three it would be a lot of fun because someone would always try to inject a little bit of like real tactics or like real analysis of the game and then someone would just start laughing their ass off yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Like, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, did you see that fan over there that's wearing a silly outfit? And, like, the whole broadcast team would just lose it for a minute. So Dan has been on our podcast, and it, it has been fantastic. Um, but one time they invited me onto the unsubs, and I kind of overtook their podcast and asked them rapid fires instead. And... I'm pretty sure Stephen kind of got so annoyed with me, but I kept, because I asked him like one question about, have you ever seen a good referee? And he wanted to like, be like, whoa, now listen. <laughs> I was like, seriously, it's Stephen, like it's fun. not that serious. <laughs> Stephen is, is very, very much on the side of referees most of the time. So just go into the, the lens of that. And are they like Venmoing him or something to be on their side? Okay. Maybe that's how you make some coin. Maybe that's his soccer crush. It's that's okay. Fine. We don't shame here. <laughs> Unless you vote Republican. I think he used to be one. So I think he has this like personal vested interest in it. But no, we're going to have to talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> I have if they're Venmoing him, though, no, I want in. 
I will be every referee's <laughs> biggest fan if, they're, if there's cash involved. So, it's like, yes, pro, referee. yeah, pro, That's hit me you. up. <laughs> Rock those black shorts. You're right. That is all sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the most important question that we have now is who is your soccer crush? So I have a really shocking answer. Okay, lay it on. And it. I think, Abby, I think you might be particularly upset about this one. That's fine. Maybe. It's Evan Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Spoiler, Abby just fell out of her chair with yeah. shock. <laughs> I get it. I get it. He's just like, he's an incredible goalkeeper and really brought a lot of, I think, leadership to the team in addition to everything we've already discussed, so. Brought other things to the team too. Yeah, yes. my, my eyes liked it. Um, I think that is something that the Rowdies have struggled with this season is, is missing his presence and goal. And that has been a sore spot. Um, he is not a very easily replaced player. No, and the, the duo of him and Forrest Lasso was something that was really, really tough to lose this year. Um, speaking of other really tough things, uh, currently, currently the Rowdies are involved in a bit of, I don't, in a very poorly handled racist incident involving um, Rowdy's player, defender Lawrence White, and one of the players from Monterey Bay, which they played on October 2nd. So at this point, it's been a few weeks. Um, and what we have garnered is that uh, Lawrence White did something, made a gesture after the match um, to one of the Monterey Bay players, which was perceived as racist um, and very fairly so and it was reported and the usl did an investigation and their original response was a 12 match suspension for lawrence bike and a fine um and in that time before that came out uh monterey bay had postponed their their match they said that you know we're still going through something here uh we can't play right now um the Rowdies did not make a statement in that time, which all kinds of feelings about that too. So uh, the Rowdies did appeal that with USL and the suspension was removed. Um, Rowdies made a statement that felt forced and inauthentic and then had to backtrack a little bit on that too. Um, and I think we would be amiss to not bring that up, that you can love your club and not necessarily agree with how things were handled and, um, you know, support your players. And that's fine. That's one thing. But systemically, there is something incredibly wrong going on with USL soccer. And for these clubs, you can't say that you have no tolerance for racism if you really do have a tolerance for racism. Um, and we're not saying like, hey, Lawrence Wyke's life deserves to be like totally ended horrible or something, but there was no learning opportunity there. And I think, at least for me, I can't speak for everyone else here, but for me, I think that was the biggest disappointment was there was no room for mm -hmm. learning and growing and moving forward better. And I think what bothers me about the situation is twofold. One saying a group of fans, which I'll use the term loosely, that seem to be bending over backwards to defend Wyke. And I think it's really icky when you immediately put onto a Black person that you have to prove that something was racist, like they are not already going through enough trauma of having to experience it. And then two, the lack of acknowledgement that whether or not there was intent, the impact is that someone was hurt by it. At the end of the day, your intention doesn't matter if the impact has resulted in someone being hurt by something. 
So Mike, I know you and I have talked uh, quite a bit about this via textual message. What are your thoughts? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of thoughts around this. I think first, I definitely want to say to you know any Monterey Bay fans that are listening or the team or anyone out there, um, I hear you. I hear what you've been through. Um, you know, I can't do anything to make that better, but I, I'm so sorry on, on behalf of everyone that you had to experience this and the player, the player that, you know, might've, that had something directly impact them and then the entire team from there. Um, that was really hard. And I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through all of that. So I know I can't fix it myself, but it's, it sucks. And it's, a shitty situation all around nobody's coming out of this winning like there's no no good side to this situation unfortunately but it it has created a really weird divide among rowdy's fans over the past couple of weeks of people who immediately jumped out and were like you know lawrence white doesn't belong on the team we don't tolerate any of this uh whatever happens from the league happens that kind of thing and then as soon as the team came out backing him everyone was like oh wait like now my opinion's changing because the team is saying that he might stick around and something might happen and it was just very bizarre to see the rowdies stand up for him i feel like professional sports organizations don't really do that ever they usually if a player does something controversial they're like we want to distance ourselves we don't want to impact the rest of the team so it was really interesting the USL definitely it seems like they botched any sort of investigation. Whatever they did, I think you made a really good point about providing learning and growth opportunities there. Like, it didn't seem like there was any chance for any of that. And now it just it's too late to even try to fix anything that they've done. But I hope this is a big wake up call for the league and the teams in the league to really focus on this in the offseason and then going into next year it's really important and it's something that even needs to extend to the fan base because there's so many times we hear about commentary from fans. We hear about supporters groups getting out of hand and chanting things and all sorts of stuff. And it's like, these people need to be, you know, educated and understand and have the chance to learn all that. So I don't want to ramble too much, but yeah, it's, it's not a great situation. And I hope that we can move past it, but also learn and grow from it. Absolutely. Just like all things. Um, not to like bring down the rest of the episode. No. I think it was very important yes. to to address mm-hmm. and you know and acknowledge. And yeah. so we don't end on a depressing racismo note. We have thrown together three rounds of play bench trade. So okay. play bench trade is our version of F Mary Kill, where you play a player. You can you bench play them because you want to play them. You bench them because oh, maybe they have potential, or you trade them because get out of here. So <laughs> it's all rowdies based. Beth, do you want to do the first one? Yeah. So up first, out of these three fellas, who would you like to play, bench or trade? We have Leo Fernandez, Sebastian. I'm going to say his last name wrong. Winzati. Winzati, and Aaron Gillian. Oh, well, if I could go change an answer about a crush I don't get, it would definitely be Aaron Gian because it just doesn't, I don't know. I guess I get it, but I don't get it because I don't agree with him, but he's a wonderful human and a great player. Uh, So I think I would trade Aaron. Um, Trade him to my team, please. Uh, I think we're going to bench Seba. I think he, you know, that seems like the right place. And we're going to play Leo. Okay. That's a good take. Yeah. Do you want to do a number of Uh Sure. Okay. You have Sebastian Dalgard, CJ Cochran, and Steven Dos Santos. Uh, can you play more than one player? <laughs> 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 Mike, so... <laughs> Um, I think we're going to play CJ Cochran. Uh, he's done a great job in, in goal until he hurt himself. So, you know. Do you have an honorable uh, play? Uh, our honorable play, you know, super sub Sebastian Dalgard for sure. 
And, you know, Steven Dos Santos, unfortunately, I'm going to have to trade him. That's okay. He can come to my team. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You're making good trades. Yeah. <laughs> and our third one is my personal favorite. We have Connor Antley, Evan Loro, and Ian Antley. And wow. Island. <laughs> <laughs> you can play all three. <laughs> uh, well, we're definitely going to play Evan Loro. Yes. I think if, if the listeners haven't figured that one out by this point in the episode, then they should probably find a new podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then I think the Antleys are going to be on the bench, but you're not going to know which one because they're identical. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the perfect answer. That last one tickled me. I was like, oh, tee hee hee, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I'm not trading any of the antlers to you. Okay. Sorry about that one. Okay. Uh, that was fantastic. Thank you for <laughs> hanging out with us and answering our ridiculous questions and talking about some hard stuff and being the best dog dad that we could have ever imagined and for hanging out with us when we come back yes. and, you know. It was a very happy accident, you coming into our lives. Yeah. It definitely was. Bob Ross would be proud. Yes, agreed. <laughs> definitely agreed. I think we should go talk uh, tactics. And you had that one rule you wanted to change that we're going to go talk about on air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. And that is it for today, crushes. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. And thank you to Mike and Bennett, my absolute favorite dog in the world, tied with red, for coming to hang out with us. We had so much fun. If you'd like to be a guest on Soccer Crush, just let us know. We would love to have you. It's always a good time, we promise. For more fun, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. We have so much fun content. Go nominate Crush of the Week, sign up for book club, you know, hang around for tactics and nonsense. And of course, thank you for listening to Soccer Crush. Soccer.